Hello, church family. Happy Tuesday to you all. This is uh, Ezra chapter 2, part 2. Um, and if you recall from our uh, study from yesterday, uh, we, t- we really just went through uh, the list of these names. And these names are not necessarily genealogies per se, but some of these names are just uh, places where um, they're from. So in the context of this book, there's lists of uh, people that, were un- that, that, that could actually prove that they're from uh, that they're Jewish, and then it goes down to uh, locations, people that may not uh, know exactly where they're from, uh, but they I mean, not know who, where they're from in terms of genealogy, but they know where they're from in terms of location. And then uh, from verse 36 to uh, 42 is, is all these different priests and people under the uh, people that are under the um, the bloodline of Levi, uh, they, they're able to uh, authenticate and identify themselves. And then get to the to people that are working in the temple, both inside and outside of the temple. Um, so why is this significant? What is the point of this uh, list and any of the lists? Um, well, each of the lists has its own purpose, but I think for this one in particular, it's really to show who were the ones who uh, wanted to go back because they uh, trusted in the Lord. They have a complete trust that all the things that um, the Lord has promised, uh, they, in terms of even like protecting them, will come to pass. And they see that. They see, um, if you recall chapter 1 about even Cyrus, they, these people believed God's word. They believed that um, they knew about Jeremiah's prophecy as well as Isaiah's prophecy. And then it, came, it finally came into fruition. Now the uh, these individuals uh, who just had a tremendous amount of faith so had to leave Babylon, uh, where they were taken into exile, and they'll go back into Jerusalem to help rebuild the temple. Uh, so uh, in terms of application, I said there's three this week. First is that God knows his people by name. And that's important because God knows every little detail in the world, and he's in control over every uh, sovereign, um, everything in, in the world. So he knows everything, he's controlled over everything. This is the omniscience and omnipotence of God. But when we say that God is omniscience, in fact, that he knows everything, it's more than just like knowledge about you. Uh, it's, it's actually, he has like intimate, personal relationship with you and I, especially if we are his people. He knows everyone. He knows everyone's my name, even those that reject him. But he knows those that are particularly well, especially those who are, um, you know, his, the ones he's purchased with his blood. God knows us all intimately because we are his. He called us and we are his people. We see that, uh, that throughout the scriptures that this is important, that God knows us. He knows, he recognizes us. He knows us even before we acknowledge him. Exodus, uh, verse 30, chapter 33, verse 12. Then Moses said to the Lord, see, you say to me, bring up his people, but you yourself have not let me know whom you'll send with me. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Jumping down to Exodus 33, verse 17, the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing of which you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight, and I have known you by name. Again, this is the context of um, people during the Ten Commandments time, and they, were, they wanted to... Uh, he, God is trying to instruct them that his relationship with them is unique, is, is different because he knows them. Even before the Israelites uh, left Egypt, they knew uh, that, uh, at least from the passage, uh, God already knows who they are. He knows each and every single one of them, and he knows how each and every single one of them is going to come out and uh, who's going to obey. 
this is again uh, when we see Ezra, it's like almost like a second Exodus. Uh, you know, people leaving, um, people leaving Babylon to go to uh, go back to Jerusalem. And Jeremiah chapter one verse five, we also see that God knows Jeremiah by name uh, before he was even called to be a prophet. Before he went into the womb, he knew him. Yet he, it wasn't just intellectual knowledge; he chose him, but he knew him intimately, and he knew that he was going to use him in a particular way. Um, John chapter ten verse uh, fourteen to fifteen: I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own knows me. Even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. <clears throat> See, Jesus is willing to uh, give up his life for his own. It was, that was unique rela- we have a unique relationship with him in that way. He blesses us. He cares for us. He watches over us. He knows our needs because he knows who we are. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he will be the firstborn among many brethren. And those whom he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? See, we don't need to worry uh, because we know that our God is, we really on, uh, we are on the Lord's side because of what the Lord has done for us. And because of that, he knows us. He, he, he knows us uh, intimately. He cares for us. He's always going to um, provide for his people. Second Timothy two nineteen. Nevertheless, the firm foundation of God stands, having this seal: the Lord knows those who are His, and everyone whose name names of the Lord is abstained from the wicked, um, abstained from wickedness. Um, and just a few more passages of Revelation. Revelation chapter two this is in context of those who uh, you know, seven churches, the churches that are um, most of them are bad, but some of them are okay. In Revelation chapter two verse two. Tells us this, and I know your deeds and your toil and your perseverance and perseverance, and that you cannot tolerate evil men, and you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not, and you found them to be false. You have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. So again, this is the church of Ephesus, they God knows them, but yet at the same time, sometimes God knows even his people that are turning against him. You know, he knows those individuals. Uh, Revelation 2, chapter 9, I know your tribulations. Each of the seven churches, he knows them. He knows their struggles. He knows each each of the members in those churches. And he knows their struggles. He knows their strengths. He knows how they've been used uh, by him to glorify him. And he even knows those who fall into sin. This is what this is a great assurance that we have to know that our God knows us intimately. He cares for us uh, in, in the way that we need him the most. Um, it's one thing to be to know God. But it's, it's another thing entirely to be known by God. If we were, if you were, for example, if you went to uh, England and, and uh, claimed to know the Queen of England, and uh, everyone there says, "Oh yeah, we know who the Queen is. We know who the Queen is. She's on, she's on her currency." Uh, but in, you know, let's say, imagine if you walked up to uh, the Buckingham Palace, and you know the Queen just happened to be entering, and you just cry out, "Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth," or or no, whatever the queen's name is now. Uh, you just kind of start calling out the queen, and uh, she looks at you, and she has no idea who you are. You know, usually what happens is you try to jump the fence or try to give her a hug or something, you get tased. But if you know, but if the queen knows you, and you call out the queen's name, and the queen le- invites you, and then you can you know, run up and give her a hug if you guys that's legal. But 
you know, there's a there's a different level of intimacy. If you know the if you know someone, it doesn't necessarily mean that they know you. This is why in scripture when it tells us that uh, for those that who do not uh, who die and go to, and go and, and are present with the Lord, the worst thing you hear the Lord say is depart from me for I never knew you. It's not a sense of like a intellectual knowledge because God knows all things. Brother, the Lord doesn't have a relationship with him. That's why the Lord tells people to depart from him. Um, and as Christians, we have assurance to know that we know God and he knows us. And he knows us before we even knew him. And this should make us encouraged during times of suffering. Because no matter how uncertain things are in the world, we know that our Lord knows us. He cares for us. He provides for us. He sustains us. He, he gives us assurance. He casts out our fear. He gives us strength. This is the God that loves us. He knows us. Um, and uh, and the scripture, uh, if, you know, there's a lot of lists in scripture, but of all the lists that actually matters the most is really the one that's uh, found in the book of life. Philippians 4, uh, chapter 3 tells us uh, when there's a division between these two uh, saints in the church, Paul writes, indeed, the true community asks you also to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel together with Clement and all the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Revelation 3, 5 says, He who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase his name from the book of life, and I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. All who dwell on earth will worship him, everyone whose name has not been written from the foundation of the world in the book of life of Lamb, who has been slain. If anyone has ear, let him hear. If anyone is destined for captivity, to captivity goes. If anyone kills with the sword, with the sword he must be killed. Here is the perseverance and the faith of the saints. Revelation 21, verse 27. Uh, and nothing unclean, and no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. <clears throat> See, as Christians, the list matters, but of all the lists that matters, we need to make sure that we ourselves are in this Lamb book of life. And it comes back to the gospel. Um, Israel, in Ezra chapter 2, were chosen people by God, and um, they were chosen with a particular task of uh, representing him uh, to a, a lost world, and they're supposed to stay in one area and be a light into the, to the nations. Uh, we as Christians, uh, the only thing that really carries over is that uh, we get to be light, but we don't, we're not isolated to one area. We get to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations. The reason why we can do that is because we are in God's book of life. And that is the most important list. Of all the lists that uh, we want to be in, that's the one that matters the most because this is the one that goes on for all of eternity. Whereas all of the lists of scripture point to Christ or, or just a list of names that seemingly mundane to us, uh, what should matter, uh, what should make us think is like, are we in this one list? Because it really is a list for us too, not just a membership list, uh, but we have this, the greatest, the, the chief of all lists is this list, being in, in the list that's under the Lamb's Book of Life. Uh, and the only way you and I can do that is if we place our faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm certain that some of the people who are listening to this may not be saved, and I hope that if you understand that um, the consequences of not being in this book of life, 
to be in the book of life, you can't trust in your own works. There's nothing that you can do to obtain, uh, to, to make yourself be written in this book. Rather, you need to turn from your self-righteousness, your own pride, and your own sin, your own self-arrogance, your own self-do-work, anything that, uh, your self-reliance. You need to place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who, because of his death on the cross, enables you to have desire uh, to love him, to know him, so that your name could be in this book of life and you have eternal life. That's what's so significant about this book of life. Not one of us will be removed. If we truly belong to him, we will never be blotted out. And that's, a, that's something that we can never say with anything in this world. You could be a citizen of this country for a while, and when, if and when this country falls, we could be blotted out as citizens. You can lose all the things in this world, but the one thing that we want, it, that we know for us as Christians, the hope that we have is being in this list, the, the Lamb's Book of Life. And the reason why we're there is because God knows his people. He calls out by name. He knows us intimately. <clears throat> what joy can, do we have knowing that our God is such a good God <clears throat> in knowing us before the foundations of the world? And I hope that this truth can uh, encourage you today. Uh, have a good Tuesday, and uh, see you tomorrow.